Welcome to Maison Mission. I'm Miranda and I'm really glad that you've tuned in with us today. Maison is a Greek word that means greater. Maison Mission is all about creating greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus. Before we dive into our program, we have just a couple of things we want you to know about. Summer is upon us, school is out, summer plans are on. Because of this, we want to let you know what Maison's schedule will be this summer. Take a look at the program description to see our summer program calendar. We'll throw it on the screen for you here as well. The big details we want you to know about is that we won't be having a program on Independence Day weekend, and because of that, we'll be pushing that month's programming back a week. So our next Maison Live will be on July 10th with House Church on the 17th and 31st. Make sure to mark your calendars so we don't miss you this summer. Maison is collaborating with Shift Church and FCC to start a new student ministry program for our young people. Our hope is to launch something this fall. Let us know what you think. We, we have a survey that we'd love for you to fill out so we can learn more about what you'd like to see in a student ministry program at Maison. The link to the survey is in the program description. All right, at this time, we're gonna turn things over to our pastor, Kevin Bruschert, as he continues in our series, Upside Down Kingdom. So let's say I need a new TV. I see an ad at Crazy Kevin's Electronics Store and they're selling a new 70-inch flat screen TV for 300 bucks. That's a crazy good deal. So you get in your car, you head down to Crazy Kevin's, and when you get there, the salesman says, oh, you know what, we're all out of that one, but we have this other 70-inch model available and it's only $75 more. Well, you're already here, you already drove all the way down to Crazy Kevin's. You need a TV, so you end up paying the extra 75 bucks. But what you don't know is that Crazy Kevin's actually on purpose had less stock and knew that they'd sell out quick. They used the ad to get people in the store because they knew if we could just get people in the store, we could sell them anything. In marketing and in advertising, this practice which in many states is illegal, is called a bait and switch. It's this thing where you're baited, attracted to a person or a place only to get there and have that expectation switched out right in front of you, leaving you disappointed and stuck, usually having to go along with the switch. Have any of you ever had this happen to you? We're in the middle of a series called The Upside Down Kingdom focusing on the idea that Jesus tells us about this other kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. And it looks nothing like the empires and rulers of this world look like. It looks nothing like the winning at all costs that we see all around us, but instead it's about giving up and losing everything for a greater purpose. It's about leveling the playing field between groups of people that are normally on uneven footings. 
Pretty much everything we think about how the world works, the kingdom of God is moving us towards the opposite. Now, you already know that Maison is a pretty different kind of church community. We're already trying to do things sort of backwards. We started our church in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, that's pretty backwards. We met online for most of our first year, and then after that, we met in a bar for our first indoor gatherings. Our kids were hanging out next to the foosball and pool tables while we sang songs about Jesus in the bar. Um, it was pretty wild. We know that the Maison mission journey so far has already had a lot of upside down happening in it. One of the big upside down kingdom ideas that Pastor Levi and I had from the start was a desire to be clear about three big issues that many churches aren't clear about. You'd go on their website and it would say all these things about being welcoming, safe, and that you could belong there, but, but there was some substance missing, some details that you needed clarified. At most churches, you could email the pastor and ask your questions and maybe you'd get a clear answer, but in most cases, it isn't until months or years of walking in community with a church before their position on these three big deal topics might become known. The first one was about racial injustice. We wanted to talk openly about how Sundays are the most segregated days of the week in our church spaces. There's a lot of racial tensions in our world today fueled by fear and, and hatred. We believe that church is intended to be a vehicle of justice in our world. There's a lot to seek forgiveness of, and there's a lot to repair. Maison desires to be a church that actively heals past wounds and works towards an equitable future with our neighbors. The second one is including women in every aspect of our church and leadership and making sure that they have agency and a voice in what we're doing. You know, many churches have taught that women are not equipped for certain roles in the church or downplayed women's strength and importance in the spreading of the gospel. We want to be clear that women are valued and included. At Maison, you will hear women teach and see women lead. Our daughters will be encouraged and empowered to be brave and strong. These are non-negotiables for us. The third one is the one that we're currently celebrating now, as it's Pride Month. We believe in the full inclusion of those who identify as LGBTQIA into our church community. There's been such a lack of clarity on this issue in so many churches, which is why, for Maison, clarity on this issue is so important. Queer Christians are desperately trying to find safe faith communities to engage in. There are homeless Christians looking for a home. When churches don't clearly state their position about what they really believe when it comes to homosexuality, it becomes a dangerous gray area for queer people. It's like that bait and switch. On the outside, all are welcome and you belong here. But on the inside, there's a hidden fine print that kicks in when real-life stuff happens. Marriages, baptisms, communion, and other sacraments should always be open to all. Yet, in many other church situations, they are regulated and even denied to some people. You know, it's heartbreaking when someone has to walk away from what seemed like and should be the safest place in the world, the church. This is heartbreaking to see happen, and it unfortunately happens a lot. These big three points of clarity 
They help to drive Maison's desire to be an inclusive faith community. So a few weeks ago at the May Maison Live, I shared about waking up to the new reality of Jesus. Like zombies, we needed to wake up and wake others up to this incredible freedom. The Old Testament was all about how we wanted God to be about leaders and laws. God tells the people of Israel over and over again that he just wanted to be fully known to them as God. But instead of just accepting God, the people keep asking for kings and and punch lists, leaders and laws. Just tell us what to do and who to follow. God knew that wouldn't end well for us. He knew that power would corrupt us. He knew that we would establish systems of greed to keep the rich rich and the poor poor. He knew that we would separate people groups into classes, races, sexual identities, and more, and that by doing so, we would leverage those differences against each other. Like I said last month, Jesus is the zombie cure. Jesus is the new covenant, the new promise. You guys asked for a king? Well, here he is. You guys want to know the list of rules to follow? Better yet, Jesus shows us. Jesus is the full revelation of God. You want to know what God is like? Look at Jesus. Jesus is what God is like. So of all of this, all of this is so important to our understanding of inclusivity because Jesus' arrival tears down all the walls that separate us. Check out this verse in Galatians chapter 3. I'm going to start at verse 23. Before the coming of this faith, We were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. Now this faith has come. We are no longer under a guardian. (laughs) Whoa, did you catch that? The law has been bound up. We were prisoners to the law. Before Jesus, it was all about leaders and laws. All right, let's keep going. Verse 26. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You see, we're all children of God, heirs to the kingdom of God, citizens of heaven. All of us are welcomed in. Jesus has literally swung the gates wide open for everyone. And check this part out. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, male nor female. We are all one in Christ. Listen. I know for us today, this doesn't sound like a big deal, but these were radical statements for Paul to be making in his day. Slave owners didn't want to be on even ground with their slaves. Men and women? Come on. And Jews and Gentiles didn't mix. What Paul is suggesting is literally upside down from anything that they knew at the time. It's a challenging passage. 
I mean, think about a group of people that you think are just the absolute worst. Think about a group of people you would avoid at all costs. I know we all think we're better than that. I don't hate anyone, Kev. Here, let's just go there. Democrats, Republicans, progressives, conservatives. I know there's always that group of libertarians listening smugly in the corner thinking they're above all of this. I'm not a part of any of this. I voted for Joe Jorgensen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't feel left out. I'm sure there's a group of people out there who think you're the worst too. Political engagement can be the most contentious and bitter, spiteful places we interact. And so there's your example of separating and sizing up people and writing them off. Someone posts on social media a picture of them wearing a MAGA hat and we instantly think they're a racist. Someone else posts about forgiving student loan debt and they might as well have posted a picture of a sickle and hammer, right? I mean, this politics stuff is just one example of how we size people up and remove them from their own humanity. The challenge here is that Jesus demolishes all of these points of division and instead brings us all together. This is why Christianity changed everything in the first century. Imagine the political zealot, the blue-collar worker, and the wealthy doctor working together to spread the gospel. That's what happened. People who had nothing in common suddenly came together to radically declare this new upside-down kingdom to the world. They lived out the teachings of Jesus. They started to care for the poor, heal the sick. They started doing life together, Jews and Gentiles, together. This was unheard of. Men and women working side by side, children were seen as a blessing, not a curse. Instead of staying in the bounds of the systems of control that kept people on uneven footing, the gospel leveled the playing field. All of these things the followers of Jesus were doing were in total opposition to the culture of the time. They took Jesus by his word and followed his example. The result? Christianity exploded throughout the Roman Empire. They declared a new king in Jesus, and this alone threatened everything about Roman power. They couldn't kill the Christians fast enough, yet with every martyred Christian, the movement grew. I might add that all of this happened for the first 300 years of the movement without a fully formed Bible. The Bible didn't exist yet, at least not as we know it today. Sure, there were some scrolls and letters moving around, but remember also that the majority of the people couldn't really read it. It wouldn't be until 1400 years later that, that Bibles are mass produced in a way that they could be accessible to the common person. The early Christians only had the word of mouth accounts of Jesus and the traditions he established for his followers to remember him by. And it still flourished, even without the Bible. This is an important side note because so many people want the Bible to be the end-all, be-all of the Christian faith, and it just isn't. It's a beautiful collection of literature that is a gift to the church. I love the Bible. When the Holy Spirit inspires its pages to us, it comes alive. But on its own, the Bible is about God, 
But it, it in and of itself is not God. Many Christians in our day have made an idol out of the scriptures. They've elevated the flat reading of its words to a place above the Spirit and even Christ himself. It's the ultimate practice of putting the cart before the horse. We are Christians, not Bibleicians. Christ is at the center of our faith, not the Bible. I love what Paul says here in 2 Corinthians 3.6. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. The letter of the law kills. <laughs> when the words simply stay on the page and emphasize our bias and judgment instead of moving us towards compassionate action like Christ, we are missing it. The letter without the Spirit brings death. This is why we say that Scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Because without the Spirit, the Word can easily bring harm. And that's how I'd like to bring this whole talk full circle. I could have taken the time to reverse proof text all the scriptures that justify our big three areas of inclusivity that we value at Maison Mission. But that seems shallow to me. And honestly, the people who want that already have their minds made up as to what they want the Bible to say about those things. No. Instead, today, I wanted to look at the beautiful inclusivity of this upside-down kingdom that Jesus talks about. His desire to level the playing field and destroy the systems of separation that we create to keep people in or out. He sets us free so we can set others free. He desires the church to be that vehicle of justice in this world. This is how the kingdom comes to this world. We include others because God includes us. We affirm others because God affirms us. We celebrate others because God celebrates us. That is good news that truly turns our world upside down. Let's pray. God, I thank you. I thank you for this word. I thank you that, that there's so much more to who you are than the words on the page. And God, that when we really get to know you, when we really get to see you beyond, beyond just the Bible, when we really get to know your heart for humanity and the beauty of your upside-down kingdom, it changes everything. And so, God, I pray that you would do a work in Maison, that you would turn us upside down, that when people see Maison, they see this awkward, strange movement of people who don't belong together. Like, how does this work? How do these people go together and do this thing? And it actually changes the world. God, I pray for these three areas, Lord, that you would help us to reach out to people of color in our community, that, that we would take ownership of the ways that our systems have oppressed them. And Lord, that you would bring healing through the things that we do. God, I pray for the women in our community that we would lift them up and that we would empower them. Lord, that, that women would speak and lead and that they would be encouraged to be brave. And God, for our LGBTQ brothers and sisters, Lord, I just pray that, that you would help us to be that safe place Lord, for them to know you and to hear you and to be celebrated for who they are. 
Lord, not to be condemned, but to be accepted, loved, and embraced. God, we love you, and we thank you for what you're doing here at Maison. And I pray that you would just continue to do this work through us. We're so thankful. In your name, amen. Hey, I want to let you know that our next Maison Live on July 10th, we will be starting a new series called A Seat at the Table. And you're not going to want to miss that in-person gathering. Um, I'm going to be talking more about how Maison arrived at our affirming stance for queer people. And this is a topic that I believe needs to be presented in person. So please mark your calendars. Come out on, on July 10th. It's Sunday night, 5 p.m. for Maison Live. Uh, we really, really hope you can make it. Thanks so much. Thank you.